Hello and welcome to the Trouble with the Snap podcast. I am Tyler Hayward, just entering the great state of Michigan, getting ready for Sunday's Big Ten championship battle welcome to the between the Michigan State. Welcome. I, mean, I love to cut you off, Tyler. Welcome to the state of the Wolverine. I love it that you're here. Anyways, Michigan State has an opportunity to make it the state of the Spartans for the third straight season on Sunday, and me and Jeremy are going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about what happened on Tuesday night as the Spartans battled back uh, against Penn State to give themselves an opportunity to stick with Maryland for the Big Ten Championship. Um, but ultimately, but first we're going to start out with uh, – Michigan basketball, um, a brutal, brutal stretch right here. As even though it was, uh, let's just say, cellar dweller uh, Nebraska team, you know, it is an emotional night, and those are some of the toughest nights to play. Um, Xavier Simpson walked off the Chrysler Center floor for the last time ever, and, uh, you know, to, uh, much deserved standing ovation as Michigan's all-time winningest player. That Nebraska game may have helped turn the tide for um, what was a little bit of a rough close to the season for Michigan. And, uh, you know, ultimately it's not going to get easier as they travel to Maryland. Uh, First thing, I guess, uh, talk about Simpson specifically – what he's obviously, you know, he's the all-time winningest player, leads the nation in total assists uh, this season, I believe. Um, talk about what he's meant to the program because, look, you and me, we've kind of been up and down on him this season, but I think what he's done really can't be overlooked. Oh, just a very, very good college basketball point guard. I mean, I think that that's uh... – probably uh, the best way to describe Xavier Simpson. I thought it was really cool to see John Beeline in attendance, you know, a big part of Xavier Simpson's career, Uh, you know, the focal point really giving the ball to him and saying, Hey, this is your show now for three years. Um, You know, he learned a lot his freshman year watching Derek Walton really have a great run the end of his career. So uh, Xavier Simpson has been very good. I mean, I, I think that, Sometimes it's easy to, to point the finger and, and mention things, how he's not a great shooter from outside or maybe he misses free throws. But really he's, uh, again, like Tyler mentioned, all-time league, you know, winningest player in Michigan basketball history. That's got to mean something. Uh, but it was really cool to see John Beeline there. I mean, he's really transformed this program into a program that matters now. But not only matters, if, if you look at some of the statistics of Michigan basketball, they've been absolutely outstanding. Uh, really, totally, I'd say the last – you know, I mean, they had the rough year there, 2016, I believe. But uh, they've been fantastic. You know, they make the NCAA tournament championship twice uh, in this last decade. Um, you know, many Sweet 16, I think six appearances in the Sweet 16. Uh, Xavier Simpson, I believe, I would, I, I may be wrong, Tyler, but I think this would be four years in a row for him if they made the Sweet 16 again this year. Um, so that, that's, that's amazing. You know, he's been a huge part of that he they gave him the ball they let him run the show and uh yeah he was great you know, again and uh I, i'd be very remiss if i didn't say you know he will be missed 
you know, I mentioned this to you earlier, Todd, about Cassius Winston, when I got on you guys a little bit about how the team would be better next year at Michigan State. Let's not forget just how great the point guard play has been at both schools. I mean, Simpson really has been well. You know, he's been fantastic at times. And, uh, you know, really, really exciting, exciting uh, time for Michigan basketball. So we'll be able to watch him a little longer, you know. Um, when you look at uh, I mean, when you look at uh, the other senior though, John Teske, um, his senior day, it look from a Big Ten Midwest perspective, it kind of got overlooked a little bit. Um, you and I talked prior to the Nebraska game and said, "Look, this is a game that John Teske really needs to start getting back into the swing of things." Um, do you think you saw what you needed to see from him against the Huskers? I think it's a little bit of a confidence boost. I mean, obviously he did play very well at the beginning of the game. Uh, there's stretches where he goes away. Uh, they've had some depth with Austin Davis. So if John's not playing well, Austin comes in and performs very uh, good for Michigan and he will be back next year. That's a huge boost. Um, oh, I, I think John, uh, you know, is very, very important the next month. I mean, he, has to score inside. He has to hit shots when he's open. He has to get rebounds like crazy. He has to block some shots. And uh, he, he's a very important piece to this team. And at times, he's the most important piece. So, you know, I think he's had some really good moments. I mean, I think that he's probably going to be overlooked just because of how good the bigs are in the Big Ten. He really started out the season uh, outstanding. I mean, he was dominant inside. And uh, he was the, the focal point of that offense. Even Isaiah Livers, who was leading him in scoring, was not the main focal point. John Teske was. They were getting it inside to him. That's when we kind of started talking about this is a different program now where they want to pound it inside more. Now it's turned into a team where Juwan says, we're going to have to kind of stick to Simpson, you know, creating a false screen, uh, Livers getting him open, getting shooters open, getting cutters open. And uh, so, John, they kind of went away from him. Where before you noticed at the beginning of the year, what did they do? They dumped it inside to him. Hey, go to work, big man. So uh, that's not where they are right now. And I think that John Teske earned that. I mean, I really do. I think he earned the right to not be the focal point. Uh, he's had struggles. I mean, that's just being blatant and honest. But he's very important, very important for uh, this March run. And um, he's going to be very uh, important um, tomorrow as well as uh, Michigan gets ready to take on you know, one of the best big men in the league, one of the, I'll say three best as of this moment, um, in uh, Jalen Smith, uh, a quick turnaround. And, you know, I've made, I've made uh, statements like this. Uh, when you look at Michigan State having a quick turnaround where, you know, you're at College Park, then you got to turn around really quick and go to Happy Valley and how brutal that is in, I've not really been a fan of it this season, especially with how loaded the Big Ten is. Does Michigan have like? Does Michigan have the firepower ultimately to hang with uh to hang with Maryland on this uh short turnaround? And given the fact, look, Maryland is struggling, but it is their senior day, and they'll want to send Cowan out right. I think they have enough firepower, Tyler. I think the problem is they don't have the speed. Maryland's very athletic and has great speed, where Michigan State could contain that with their athleticism and speed with Henry, Watts, even Gabe Brown coming in with his length, where Michigan has the firepower to score with Maryland, but I don't think they have the firepower to defend them. I think the wing is going to cause them a lot of problems 
Uh, you know, Collins going to cause enough problems at the point guard spot. Jalen Smith's going to cause a lot of problems. And, uh, you know, I think they're just not quick enough to beat a Maryland team. I think they'll run into that in the tournament, too. I think they'll play a team that's quicker. Um, where last year, you know, you did have Jordan Poole. You had Przingis, who was a little quicker than, than Wagner. You know, Wagner's been fantastic, but Wagner's not a very oh, he's strong at the end of the he year. He really has. I mean, Wagner's been great, but I just don't think defensively with the speed they have right now, it's enough. And the guys they got coming off the bench are just not fast guys. They're, you know, John's athletic, which does help. But John's, um, the Julius gives you that speed and strength, which is huge. But Davis and John's are not very fast where they can get out on bigs and bigs that can really go. You know, like Jalen Smith's going to cause them a lot of problems tomorrow. You're going to see him really go off, I think. I think Teske may get in foul trouble and he's just going to have a field day. But on the wing is where they really struggle because – Wagner's just not a real quick guy, and they don't have anyone off the bench that comes in that's really athletic at that position. So I, I think they're in big trouble tomorrow. I think it's a, a quick turnaround, number one, which is already hard. It's at Maryland, number two, which is really rough. And I think it's a bad matchup. I, but I think if they hit shots, anytime any team hits shots, uh, you, you, know, you can see some special things. Look at Michigan, you know, in a couple games this year where they really just started shooting, you know, well. I mean, look at Madison Square Garden against Rutgers. Uh, Brandon Johnson is absolutely lights out. And, uh, you know, they're going to need that. They're going to need guys to hit shots tomorrow or they're in big, big trouble. And uh, that's just how it is, you know. So we'll see what happens. I, th- I think they're going to get beat pretty bad, I mean, in my opinion. But uh, they, they do have enough firepower to score with them. It's just defending them is the issue. Yeah, and um, Anthony Cowan. You know, for as much pra- as much as we talk about Simpson's defense and Cowan's offense, uh, and we talked about how Simpson is a really good point guard, you know, Cowan's defense can cause a little bit of headaches too. Yeah, and Jordan is causing Jordan major headaches right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, Cowan can cause quite a few headaches for uh, Simpson just because he is quicker. He is a little more athletic. And he's bit his talent. Um, not to give people too much of a sneak peek into what our uh, Big Ten teams are going to look like. But, yeah, look, Cowan's probably going to be on that first-team line. Simpson, not so much. Yeah, and no, so, no But it's still uh, such an interesting matchup. And these, this is the type of matchup that you've been getting a lot when these Big Ten teams face off is you get a killer point guard and you get a killer center. And you get them going like one on one, and you're going to have, you know, Teske going against Smith, and you're going to have Simpson going against Cowan. It's just one of those matchups you just absolutely love. And you know what? You're also going to see that a little bit Sunday as well um, when Michigan State plays Ohio State. Let's turn our attention to the Spartans. Another game for Michigan State against Penn State. This one. Kind of the same thing that we've been seeing from Michigan State all year. Sluggish start to the game, but a killer second half. And look, the catalyst for it all was Xavier Tillman, who we've gushed over, I think, our last three shows? Yeah. Four shows? (laughs) Something to that effect. And Tillman just, after shutting down Garza, turning around on that quick turnaround that we've talked about, turning around and shutting down a completely different player, but every bit as talented player in Lamar Stevens. And he kind of uh, 
propelled Michigan State to that victory. Um, Rocket Watts also heavily involved. What, what, like, to me, the big reason for the turnaround, even though Watts started going off offensively and Henry started getting some shots to fall, the big reason, though, it, it started with defense for Michigan State because once they started stopping Penn State, they were able to get out and run. And to me, that is a that's credit to uh, Rocket Watts, who uh, has become a premier lockdown defender in the Big Ten. Uh, and then uh, Xavier Tillman, who is the premier defender in the Big Ten, regardless of position. I think you got to give number one, absolutely 1000% correct about the defense. Defensively in the second half, they turned it around. They really uh, defended the three point line outstanding. Uh, Tillman had great moments on Stevens. Uh, Stevens played really bad. Uh, you look at that game, two things happened. Penn State played really unintelligently, and uh, Michigan State really got after him defensively, and they hit a lot of shots. My gosh, they were on fire in the second half. That's a great prep for Ohio State. When you play a team like Penn State who wants to shoot threes, Ohio State really wants to shoot the three. As we it, It's an individualistic style of play. It's a lot of one-on-one action. It's a lot of one-on-one action. They're going to run certain stuff for Washington, Walker, or uh, Wesson. And, uh, you know, they're, they're going to have to defend the three-point line. They, they already got that with Penn State a game ago. So this is going to be a, per- a perfect prep for Michigan State to defend Ohio State. Uh, Washington, you got to look out for. He's playing great right now. He can really shoot it. He is in control. Same with Walker. Uh, they provide a little bit more uh, strength and physicality on defense, Ohio State does. So that will be a little more of a concern for Michigan State. You mean you're not going to have a seven-footer flop when Cassius Winston runs into him? Yeah. You know, and I, I think what you're going to see is, is uh, you know, it's a, it's the senior night. It's senior night for, for Irons and Cassius. I think Michigan State will play fantastic. But I do think that was a huge prep to play Ohio State, to play Penn State, because they're very similar. They want to get the ball to their guys. Uh, they want to shoot from outside. You know, very similar offensively. I think defensively it is different, though. I think Ohio State really is physical. They're a very physical team, and they rebound the ball very well. They gave Michigan all sorts of problems when they missed. It was one and done. So Michigan State does have to shoot well. They have to hit shots when they're open. Um, but I think defensively they'll be, you know, fine-tuned for this game. And it's going to be an electric atmosphere. You'll be there. Um, so, sort of jealous of that. And, uh, hey, last game for Cassius Winston uh, to, to kiss that art Spartan ass again, which we've seen so many times from Spartan players. Uh, I, I fully anticipate that, a Spartan win and another Big Ten championship. But I will say this. Be careful. I think a lot of people are looking past Ohio State, and they are very talented. They have really good guys that can score, and uh, they are much more physical. Again, I keep saying that, but the Michigan game proved that. They really beat up on Michigan. I mean, they, they boxed them out, one and done. So Michigan State cannot get into this rut, and you've seen a lot. If you get down 15 10 or whatever against Ohio State, you're in big trouble. This team is better than Penn State, I think, in the long run. I really do. As much as Penn State's had a great season, when you look at just the game and what they have, if Ohio State plays well, hits shots, and you miss, you have a hard time rebounding. So I guess the last key, Tyler, really, is if you miss shots, crash the boards like madmen, <laughs> you know, because Michigan was one and done, and it killed them against Ohio State. Yeah, and uh... – yeah, it was it was weird too because Ohio State's not going to be the type of team. I mean, they'll push the ball if they want, but Penn State was legitimately trying to outrun Michigan State, and that turnaround just bit them in the butt. You can't do that for forty minutes. 
not with the depth that Michigan State no, had. No, no, you cannot they, run on Michigan State. I think that's the thing also. I'm so glad you mentioned that, Tyra. Sorry for cutting you off, but I wanted to add this, and you, you with what you just said made me uh, remember it. Ohio State doesn't play that way. They play slow. They want to bang inside. They want to screen, pop. They want to play a slower style. They can run. They're very athletic, but they're not like Penn State run down a jack of three. It's come down, ball screen, let's get our shooters open. Yeah, and you talked about uh, you talked about the screen and pop. And look, I look the way Tillman's played lately, shutting down. Let's let's go with the two most talented players in the Big Ten in Luca Garza and Lamar Stevens because, well, I think Cassius is the second best player in the Big Ten this season. I like obviously that pure talent and yeah. uh, how it's used is a little bit different than uh, Lamar Stevens. And, yeah. But that green and pop, uh, Wesson's been able to uh, pick people off like that. Um, Tillman's a lot stronger than he looks, and Wesson lost a little bit of weight over the last two seasons. And so I think Tillman can hold his own down low. But he's oh, also yeah. quicker than up top, and that's normally where Wesson can get his advantages because you have to respect his dribble drive for a guy his size – but you also have to respect the shot. And I think Tillman's capable of doing both. And I think it's just a really bad matchup for Wesson. Oh, it's a terrible matchup for Wesson. Good luck, buddy. I mean, you know, this is his game is predicated on playing outside. It's screen and pop and Tillman's will recover and close out quick. And when he gets inside, then you're really in trouble because, because Tillman is such a good defender inside. So no, I, I don't think there's any problems there. I think it comes down to mainly Michigan state has to hit shots. They have to hit shots and, uh, Ohio State's done a really good job of closing out, boxing out, and getting the rebound. And, and if it's a slow game and, and Washington and Walker hit shots, then you're you're in a dogfight. If they don't hit well and, and Rockets really applying pressure and, and Henry's doing a great job on the wing, uh, you know I, I think it will be a, a sound victory for Michigan State. But Ohio State's a tough team. I mean, this is not an easy senior night. I mean, this is not a game where you're playing Nebraska. You know, you're playing Northwestern. This is a very good basketball team, a team that, much like Michigan, started off like gangbusters. And I think they're kind of finding their footing again. Um, you know, they beat Illinois, and uh, that, was, that was a big win for them. And uh, and I think they're at 21 wins right now. The Ohio State's a good team, and uh, it's going to be a fun game. But I think the first half imperative that Michigan State starts off better than they have. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And uh... – Look, if I'm not mistaken, the last time Michigan State had a massive superstar um, getting ready to celebrate a senior night, and they ended up playing Ohio State, it ended up in, in uh, Michigan State thought that they were going to win a Big Ten championship. It ended up in an upset. And, uh, yes, thank Michigan you. Thank State, you, by the way. Draymond Green out with a loss. And, yeah, thank you for that again, Spartan Nation. Thank you for that loss because as much as I hate Ohio State and it was very painful to to win the Big Ten because of Ohio State, uh, yeah, that was a tough loss. William Buford, pull-up jumper, bang, game over. And, uh, wow, well, going back to memory lane there, that one. Well, yeah, because I was at that one too. So, um, oh, bad luck in the building. Hopefully this one's a little bit different uh, you know, I have been going to the last few senior nights, and those have usually turned out okay. Um, we've talked yeah, about I think this. Your, your record is this. good. Your record's much better than you think. Yeah, <laughs> we've ta- we've talked about the seniors of Michigan. Let's kind of do that uh, with Michigan State. Um, obviously, uh, Josh Langford, one of those seniors. Apparently, it's a lot more indecisive than we initially thought about 
a, a potential return. But don't be surprised if you end up watching, you know, those uh, senior day festivities at the end of the game and you don't hear – I can think of at least two people, including myself, chanting one more year from the top of uh, the yeah. Breslin Center when uh, Langford's announced. But, look, Kyle Arns, he just celebrated his 35th birthday today as he's been at Michigan State. Uh, you know, he's – didn't he play against us in high school? I was uh, about to say, Kyle Arnold, I, I, I think like he's been he around since championships was... in Michigan State. Like, that's how long he's been yeah. around. Um, but celebrating his senior day. And, uh, well, obviously, the Big Ten's, as Gus Johnson calls them, the Big Ten's all-time dime. Cassius Winston oh, yeah. will be celebrating his senior day. Um, obviously, already an emotional year for Winston. I think it's going to uh, – I mean, it's going to be crazy at the Preslin Center um, when that time comes for him to kiss the Spartan head at the center of the floor. And I, I mean, look, I've never had, you know, that moment like that. And not to compare the two, but I mean, Jeremy, you've had a moment relatively similar just given with the reference that you were looked at with in our high school and stuff like that like the emotion of this these types of games are just so huge and with everything that Cassius Winston's went through look Cassius showed during the Penn State game that he's a warrior and it doesn't matter what's in front of him because he was the aggressor he he was the one who went after Tom Izzo people forget that when everyone's talking about Oh, Tom Izzo's losing his cool on the kids again. You know, it's a different generation. You can't do that now. No, that's bullcrap. That was all Cassius Winston. Cassius Winston was the one who started it. He, uh, I mean, Izzo wasn't looking. Cassius was looking for a play call. And then Winston ignored Izzo's timeout. And then Winston was the first one to go after Izzo. It wasn't the other way around. And I think to see that fire, like, I don't think the emotion of the game is going to get in the way. But look as with how revered Cassius Winston is in East Lansing you can't think that you know it's going to have some effect good or bad because sometimes you just get rolling and you just start feeling good other times you know the moment becomes too much luckily Winston's had a lot of these moments yeah Cassius has just been uh absolutely spectacular I mean let's just be honest he's been amazing and and uh it's he'll be very well uh you know, he'll be missed. I mean, he'll be missed. He's been, uh, you know, obviously the all-time dime, like you mentioned, uh, had a, a hell of a year considering what he's went through. And uh, I, I can't imagine him not playing absolutely fantastic in his last game at the Breslin Center, in a game that means so much, too, to win the Big Ten. Um, and these moments are huge. You know, these moments are just things you never forget. And I, I know they'll have a great game plan. I know they'll play well. I, I think the start's imperative. You know, Cash just goes off and hits a couple threes off the ball screen, uh, gets the crowd into it. Uh, they get running on the fast break, get a couple dunks, maybe a couple lob dunks. You know, he's been just so spectacular at that. How many times has this guy thrown a beautiful lob to a Tillman or a big guy for a dunk? I mean, gosh, it's like just spinning in my head all the memories of him throwing a beautiful pass for a slam. And that crowd is going to be electric. I do see that happening. Uh, but the start is so big in this game. This is an Ohio State team that's very confident. Very confident right now. They've played well as of late. And uh, if they start hitting shots and Michigan State starts off the way they have a few times, this is going to be a dogfight. But I fully expect Cassius to uh, finish his senior 
uh, season the right way. Uh, Kyle Lawrence, I expect him to hit a couple big shots off the bench. And, uh, yeah, one more year for Langford. One more time. How about that? Oh, that, I mean, that would be amazing. Obviously, we don't want to look at too much to that, at least until he makes a decision. Um, going to f- celebrate the festivities. Not going to kiss the Spartan head, though. That's already kind of been decided. Yeah. But, look, this team has really elevated uh, with lots. And talked about Washington and, uh, you know, Watts is probably in that assignment. And the way he's played the last few games after a pep that, you know, Jeremy and I read about as the free press had a great article about it and had this little uh, moment on the sideline between Izzo and Watts to try to get Watts to step up as a leader. Um, the summary of the exchange. But anyways, as I was saying before, uh, Jeremy had uh, situations in his homestead to deal with. Uh, the summary of that exchange, ultimately, uh, there wasn't really one. Izzo uh, gave Watts uh, quite an earful after uh, being pulled from a game and uh, it walked up to Watts later. He goes, are you mad at me? And Watts goes, no. And Izzo asked him if he had a pair. And Watts said, yeah. And so Izzo kind of reiterated the question. And Watts goes, okay, you know what? I'm pissed. And uh, we've seen him kind of play with that fire, um, especially on the defensive end. And I think that's kind of uh, been what has been the catalyst for Michigan State is because he does get that stop and he does get that momentum going. His He's kind of like Aaron Henry in the regards that, you know, his off, his offense is driven by how well he does on the defensive floor and not the other way around, um, like we've talked about how uh, Langford used to be, could potentially be. Um, obviously, his situation's still up in the air, like we mentioned earlier. But, look, it should be a great week into basketball. Michigan has Maryland. Uh, Wisconsin, Indiana, another thing to uh, keep an eye on at Indiana. Um, if Wisconsin wins, they'll get a share of the Big Ten Championship. Maryland, if they beat Michigan, they'll get a share. And, obviously, Michigan State, if they beat Ohio State, on Sunday, I mean, ultimately we'll know the results of the other games as uh, Wisconsin-Indiana is uh, at noon on Sunday. So we'll know the results of those games by the time Michigan State tips off and know if uh, Michigan State's going to get a piece of the pie or if they're going to end up eating the whole thing. And, uh, you know, they got an opportunity to go back to back to back as Big Ten champions. Again, though, Ohio State, like Jeremy said, they're starting to turn things around. They're starting to look better, um, though not highly as not highly perceived as Penn State. Um, I think there's more overall talent on this Ohio State team. They're a little more physical than Penn State is, um, but at the same time, they still live and die by the three, and so a lot of this game is going to depend on uh, Henry and uh, Watts on the defensive end, obviously. Tillman should be able to do his job just fine like he's done all season. Be sure to check out uh, the Trouble with Snap Facebook page as the uh, season winds down. We will be releasing our first team, second team, all-defensive team, freshman of the year, defense player of the year, offense player of the year, coach of the year. We're going to be handling all those types of awards, um, at least our opinions of them. Uh, coming out. I think we're going to start doing that on 
Monday after uh, the Big Ten regular season wraps up. Speaking of wrapping up, that's what we're going to do right here now. For Jeremy File, Jordan File, I am Tyler Hayward. This was the Trouble with the Snap podcast.